Hello, hello. Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I am your host, Joey Montano. If you're unfamiliar with Droolish, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focusing on helping you relax, get your mind off of your day, and hopefully curb insomnia. At least that's my goal. I've noticed for the longest time that whenever I talk for long periods, people tend to yawn and probably fall asleep. So I wanted to create a podcast that kind of creates a relaxing environment to hopefully, uh, you know, induce some sleep, induce yawns, and to get you off into dreamland. Now, I do add some ambiance, background noises, particularly uh, water, rain. Um, I love the rain sounds. So uh, that's to help drown out and create some white noise. And if you are very new to the podcast, I think I mentioned that before, uh, I do like to talk about a variety of subjects to to hopefully provide value in your day-to-day lives. Uh, Obviously, that's not the goal, to provide complete value, but I wanted to just find a way to talk about what I enjoy, and hopefully you enjoy listening as well, Uh, you know, at least while you're awake. Uh, I will admit it will be pretty tough to stay awake for the next, I think, 45 to 90 minutes, depending. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about idea generation. Uh, More so, coming up with ways to ideate or coming up with ways to unlock your ability to create ideas and whether it's on the spot or just to improve your creative mindset or if you're someone who you know wants to write a book have build a business build a startup uh you know or just wants to write content or just do anything in general uh and you want to try to create something that's original that's from from you uh sometimes idea idea generation is tough and uh, from a lot of people i speak to they tend to be in two different boats you have people that know what they're doing and how to execute and they are not that great with ideas or or you have someone that's really great with ideas uh, and doesn't really execute and until I can find a perfect way to align both people together to create something awesome uh, this is the best I can do and that's just going to be offering you guys uh, my insights um, that I've learned over the years and I would hope that you know, over all the other episodes that I've talked about startup ideas and um, about sleep and, you know, all the other subjects I've talked about specifically um, around this podcast, uh, you know, that would be enough of a justification to at least talk about this with with some experience at hand. Uh, That being said, I am not an expert. I'm not going to call myself an expert when it comes to this stuff. Uh, I just like to talk about these things because I am passionate about uh, idea generation for one. I mean, that's something I would love to do all day. I've mentioned uh, eventually at some point I'm going to and want to uh, create an, an idea generation like company. I don't know what, but um, but so I feel like something's going to be there at some point in the future. And, uh, and I don't know, I, I love to solve problems. That tends to be uh, my MO, and it's always been that way since the fourth grade. So... There you have it. Now, before I dive into everything, I might sound a little bit off, at least in my head. I could be wrong. I did wake up at 5 a.m. today, which is the first time I've done that in at least a decade. And I did not have my Mandarin. I'm out of Mandarin, so uh, 
trying something new. Um, and I'm stuck with eating banana. So this is a early morning Joey that just ate his banana, did some exercise, and uh, decided to record this episode. And uh, so you know, we'll see how it goes. And in regards to the idea generation um, tips, uh, again, this episode is primarily going to be focusing on the actionable part of idea generation. And I can't stress that enough. It's going to be idea generation. Because without action, ideas are, aren't really worth much. And a lot of awesome things in life happen when ideas turn to, turn to reality. For some people who just want to have action and do things, I think this episode would help them a lot more to identify ideas, create ideas, craft concepts, and solve problems at the end of the day. So, now the primary use for this episode, I would say for practical applications, I, 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 should, I should reword that, practical applications, would be, uh, I'd say, obviously, for podcast ideas. If you have an idea for a podcast, this would be relevant. Business ideas as well. And for content plays, whether if it's book ideas or blogging articles or just things you want to talk about in general. There, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, what goes on in your head, what you think about, it's more or less truly unique to you. And I'm not going to try to sound all inspirational, motivational, and be like, you know, you guys are original, you can do anything. You know, I don't know that. Um, but what I do know is that no one has the same life experiences verbatim. So your thought process, your ideas, how you get to things, you know, the path that you take to craft an idea or even just work in general is going to be different from person to person. Um, my goal with these tips is to... And I call them tips, but really it's just these are more insights uh, that you guys can take. But, um, but the whole idea behind this is to hopefully spark uh, that creative mojo and to help you take action. Now, you don't have to take action immediately, obviously. You are trying to sleep at night. And I will be talking about ways to uh, utilize your time more effectively. I've mentioned that in other episodes. Uh, feel free to listen to that or read a blog. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's just... Um, just trying to help you along your way, but do that when you have the, uh, you know, cognitive, cognitive awareness and you're not trying to sleep. Of course, uh, you're more than welcome to stay up and listen and take action on these or write notes, um, but I still wanted to keep you guys in the right mindset of trying to fall asleep, and this is a subject that me personally, I actually spent a lot of time um, writing notes and laying the basis uh, for this episode specifically. Uh, the other time I did something like this, uh, to this extent, was the Prop Bets episode. Uh, it's just uh, catered around the national anthem. And if you guys listened then, then, uh, then certainly you guys saw the value out of that episode uh, almost instantly in, in your pockets. So um, I'm hoping that this will turn uh, you guys into more... Uh, I don't know, profitable inventors, idea generations, or, I don't know, startup founders at some point. And again, cannot stress this enough. I'm not a world-class expert. I'm just a guy, you know, that, yeah, I've had some success. I do solve problems. I do consult, and I do a lot of marketing. Um, but, you know, I'm not a Zuckerberg. I'm just kind of a guy that likes to talk and hear himself out loud and, and solve a few problems along the way. Now, this may be a two-part 
serious, depending on how long this goes. But uh, for now, I'm going to try to stick with everything within maybe about 60 minutes, and if not, um, expect another episode on Monday. Uh, and yeah, just sit back and relax and enjoy. So before I get the tip one, I'm going to call this a pre-tip. Okay. So before you do any idea generation ever or you know idea crafting or whatnot, this pre-tip, I'll call it tip zero, is you need to write, you know, write that shit down. Just write everything down. And by that I mean like if you have an idea that pops up in your head and you're walking down the street, have a note card in the back pocket and carry a pencil or a pen. Doesn't matter. The value of that, you know, crystallized idea that you're able just to put it down on a piece of paper, it's worth a lot more than just keeping it inside your head. Because if it's inside your head, you have an idea, two seconds later, someone might be going by with a pizza or some ice cream, and that idea just flutters away. It's gone. It might, might, might resurface five or ten years from now, but you, don't, but you might not remember until you know, that idea strikes, and by then it's too late. So get a note, either a notepad, pen, paper, your phone, you have the notes app on your phone. doesn't matter if you have Android, iPhone, I don't care. Uh, they have a notes app, or even download, I'll put a link to it too in the uh, description, uh, bear, B-E-A-R, I think that's what they call it. It's like a big, it's like a logo with a bear, like red background, white bear. Um, it's like note-taking on steroids. Uh, I pretty much use that for my note-taking at this point. And alternatively, uh, get a whiteboard. I post pictures of my whiteboard daily task now. Uh, it's something that I stopped doing and now I'm redoing again and I'm noticing it's been huge uh, in regards to just remembering things day over day. Something that I can always look look at and just remind me of either ideas or things I need to do. And uh, it kind of just stops the notion of me thinking of, well, I can't do it, I can't do whatever. It, I just look at the list and then I just run with it. So it gives me not to, it gives me very little time to doubt myself, which I think is something we all need <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, or another thing you can do to help track notes, if you have some money on you, hire an assistant. Uh, it sounds like a joke, but no, just hire an assistant. Uh, it could be a virtual one. You could go on Fiverr, or you could go on Upwork, or, or, or whatever. And, you know, um, you could probably spare if you have an extra $80 a month, or $100 a month. Um, you can probably find someone from, uh, you know, from another country fairly cheap, but they will be able to, uh, you know, be around to either crap in depth more of an idea or just put it down on paper or just something that can help you track it for later when you're ready to view and they can remind you when to look at your ideas and try to flush that stuff out. Another idea you can do is write it on Twitter. If everyone has, someone has a Twitter account. I know my battles with Twitter have been on and off, but um, at the end of the day, if you just start writing your ideas on Twitter, no one's going to steal that. Like, trust me on that. If people want to steal ideas from people that are already successful. That's like, you know, it's like a catch-22. You write, you can write phenomenal ideas, but if no one even recognizes you as being a success or with no validation, that idea is worth its weight from the owner. However, when someone starts gaining traction and it's already built, uh, you'll realize that people will start taking the ideas once they've been made. It's kind of weird how that works, but 
Uh, again, the whole idea is just to write that down or have someone else write it down for you. Uh, alternatively, use Microsoft Excel. I use Microsoft, I use Google spreadsheets personally in all of my uh, idea generation. I just put things in cells and I just label them accordingly and then I can go back and uh, kind of re revisit that down the road. So again, write it down in any way, shape, or form. Personally, I like writing it down by hand, but uh, it's a lot faster to write it down, uh, you know, using notes or, you know, on your iPhone or on a computer. Uh, plus, it's a lot easier to read. Not everyone has great penmanship, so that's why I mentioned that. So, tip number one. Recall pain points. Preferably in real time. Uh, oftentimes... Uh, or, you know, when you're reflecting. And by pain points, I mean generally in your everyday life, in your day-to-day -day life, whether you're eating lunch, going to work, doing a task at work, or you're at home, you, know, you can be doing literally anything. You're going to run into something that's going to make you go, you know, damn, this sucks. You know, or it's going to be a mental barrier in your head that's going to just briefly flash and say, man, I don't want to do this. If something could be better. Something along those lines. But the thing is, most people generally just look at a pain point and say, oh, this sucks. And that's it. That, that, that's the thought, and then they either power through it or they accept it. Now, what, for me, at least in my opinion, a good idea or a great idea that could be crafted, or just idea in general, is something that alleviates a pain point and that makes something easier. So when you, so for example, if I am, if I am trying to cut, if I'm trying to slice a banana or slice a potato and I cut my finger, you know, I think, damn, this sucks. Like, like this really sucks. When I cut my finger. Like the natural thing I should say outside of outside of, oh, I should put a bandage on is, you know, well, one, is there a better way to slice a potato? Two, is there a way to prevent? myself from slicing my hand in a potato, or three, you know, or a, potato, or a slicer, or three, are there techniques that I can use to improve slicing without cutting and make it faster? Okay. Those different thoughts all in itself could be potential ideas, you know, depending on the use case, uh, going back to the potato example, I mean, if you can find a better way to skin a potato without, you know, bloodying your hands or without using an automated machine or a machine that automatically does it and takes forever and costs like 30 bucks I don't know you know when you start laying out a problem or a solution something that exists and you have to think of just a way to make it a little bit better um, to lower your pain point those are going to be the ideas that could be worth something in regards to content I'll give you two examples. Uh, case in point is this podcast. Uh, I don't know. I have a voice. <laughs> I talk. I've just noticed people fall asleep or they get tired. And I wanted to talk a lot about a variety of subjects to people who are interested in listening. Um, however, you know, an idea of a podcast is not anything new. An idea of a sleeping podcast I thought was um, pretty new. Uh, and upon a Google search, I noticed there were some other ones. And then I think, and then I start, start to, I began thinking, well, just because it's a sleeping podcast isn't the exact type of podcast that everyone wants to listen to. 
So I wanted to create a more sleep-related experience, sleep, you know, a, a relaxation type of podcast where it infuses everything that I would personally like that I think other people who've been in similar situations as me. And this helps too, that one, I am insomnia at that time. Like I had insomnia. So I am actually very, at least for me, I'm, I'm very familiar with a lot of the problems that people are dealing with in regards to that. And I wanted to help solve that. Now, I'm not saying this podcast is blowing up by any means. I have downloads. That's cool. Um, but the idea itself is... A pain point for most people are, is that they're trying to sleep, and other podcasts might have ads, they might have music, they just might have more shenanigans that they're trying to pull off, trying to entertain everyone. Uh, you know, and I don't want to do that. And I just wanted to create the experience that just made sense, that fixes these pain points. And that's it. And even going deeper, uh, recall pain points. I'm, you know, for content. Uh, for me personally, I just couldn't recall. I couldn't recall what I wanted to do for startups or idea generation. So I just created the series of startup ideas that I wanted to go through, and it forces me to flesh out more ideas that I wanted to do. You know, that's kind of a. Those are some practical examples, at least I that I would think of. So, uh, and the same thing could be said for services or businesses, especially right now in a post you know post corona world, is that people have different fears, different anxieties now than before, and, you know, it's up to us if we wanted to create something, create an idea is to help solve these problems and understand it, or at least understand those big points. So, that's what, that would be my tip to you, is that, you know, just to be more cognizant of your day-to-day life and just stop in the moment and think about, like, the, the pain points that you have and measure those pain points, too. You know, is it like a pain point of like three to where you like can roll your eyes reluctantly and you do do a chore that you don't want to do? Or is it like a seven and a half or an eight where you're literally just getting furious at something because something should be done a lot easier? Or is it something that affects you like more severely than just, you know, just a minor annoyance? Again, it doesn't have to be physical pain points. It could be mental pain points, just effort pain points, um, bottlenecks, literally anything that uh, just drives any semblance of pain mentally, or just some some semblance of pain. Uh, just like I said, just take time to sit and think, and then think about how to fix it. And write that down. <laughs> Tip number two: Listen to the people. Now, some of these ideas that you're going to craft are going to come from you, and I've mentioned this dozens of times is that the people around you uh, are really meant to elevate you if you want to be awesome. Like I am I'm a guy who focuses, focuses his time on teamwork, effort, and just hopefully, hopefully bringing out the best in people. Uh, it makes sense. It, it, it makes sense to me. And otherwise, it, doing the opposite just makes zero sense. Um, so do what I, uh, what I like to do here, and when, when I mean listen to people, uh, this is generally... Uh, can be done in millions of ways. I mean, if you want to think about more traditional, traditionally speaking, there are companies that do research, research and development companies that will go out and they'll survey people and they'll ask focus groups and they'll get their opinions on things and they'll try to you know, create and craft solutions to problems that these focus groups have that generally try to fit into something that they're trying to solve regardless. It's mainly for validation's sake. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
Okay, I mean, the basis of all business is to solve a problem. You know, if they're unable to solve a problem, then no one's going to buy what they're selling, whether if it's a service or need or whatever. The same thing's done for content. Like, uh, there's going to be something that needs to be solved, uh, whether or not it's just to be for pure entertainment for, or for learning or just for uh, just socializing. You know, there's something people are either going to pay money or they're going to pay attention you know, in some way, shape, or form. And I believe the key here is just to listen to the people in general. And I'm recommending for you guys, and this is generally my go-to, is to go to Twitter. And this is why I have my love-hate relationship with Twitter is because everyone feels invincible on Twitter. They, for whatever reason, um, just don't care. It's, I don't know, it just seems like it's the Wild West. And it's not reflective off of human, like how people act on Twitter is not reflective off of how people act in real life, uh, which I find pretty weird. But um, with that being said, if you try to ask someone on what their idea or what they think in real life, uh, unless if they know you really well, now, people are generally not going to be answering you unless answering your, your needs or questions unless it, you're offering some sort of incentive. Sometimes that incentive is just you know letting them speak their mind. It could be money, it could be discounts, it could just be anything really. Um, however, Twitter, for whatever reason, people just assume uh, they can say whatever they want. Yeah, they can. I mean, no one's stopping them. But there's just no barrier. They just people just want to say what they want to do and complain and or try to do whatever. As you can tell my sentiment towards Twitter is I guess like I said, hit or miss. Um, but uh, like I said, you can use Twitter for good, you can use Twitter to hate yourself, love yourself. But in this case, uh, even just pulling up Twitter and uh, like I'm pulling up right now and if you could throw a couple search queries you type in the search um, someone this is what I'm doing right now and then quote should make so you type that and then you go to the latest and I'll and I can just start going down a list and this is at least validation for one person that's something like that, that an idea could exist and they're hoping that someone else makes it for them I mentioned this in the past that the reason why I like to talk about ideas and idea generation is the fact that when you get people talking about ideas, cool concepts, and kind of just the stuff in general, I come from a place of me wanting to solve problems. And yeah, some ideas are more greedy than I would like to have for me, but realistically it's, it tends to try to solve a problem. And if someone were to take an idea, run with it, and make money, good for them. You know, I'm not going to be angry that someone quote-unquote stole an idea and made money off of it. I'm going to be happy that a problem is solved. So when people will go out and they, you know, on Twitter and they're like, someone should make this or someone build this app or build this or whatever, you can look at for multiple search queries that imply should make, um, build an app, or along those lines. You'll start seeing uh, ideas that, or at least, like I said, are validated for one person, and you can start diving into that potentially even enhancing the idea yourself. So again, this is an idea generation tip. Now again, it's not your specific idea, but you're crowdsourcing ideas to potentially either enhance or or come up with something that can uh, inspire you. And to give some examples, 
I'm looking here. Uh, first thing I see is from Steven. Uh, so someone should make a Deontay Wilder excuse generator. Sounds very useless, in my opinion, but fun. Uh, let's see. Even just going down, someone should make a flute version of Half-Life. That's more of a gaming idea. idea. Uh, someone should make the thread of Gnaw thrusting on stage. Well, I don't know. Someone should make a GC of all of all those learning Spanish so we all can practice together. I mean, that actually sounds pretty decent. Uh, there's no reason why money should make someone this happy. What a feeling. Uh, that was just random. But anyway, yeah, even just going down, like someone should make a complex program for anime subtitles that adapts as you become more familiar with Japanese. So like, for a lot of people, all the basic readings, exclamations, and common etiquette phrases can be removed from the subs. Okay, so like, that's a, an idea that has a lot of practical use he threw in. Okay. Honestly, if I were someone building something like that, if I knew Japanese and can, or just wanted to create something like this, you can go ahead and do it or just work with someone that can uh, kind of make that happen. Or just talk to the guy who made it and just be like, hey, like, can you give more examples of what you're thinking? And then just pay him like a finder's fee or something like that. Um, I don't know. Just spread the, I don't know. Just give credit where credit is due. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to keep going into all these someone should idea someone should make these whatever concepts. I mean, there are thousands of them, millions of them, in, in just this one search query alone. And if you have um, if you download or use Buffer, uh, maybe not Buffer, but a uh, TweetDeck, I guess Buffer and the Cutsuite, uh, you can actually set up search queries that you can just read in real time what people are saying. So uh, I generally like to do that even for like business research or market research. It's just to understand like what people are trying to do uh, in general, what's going on in the world. And if you're someone who's trying to figure out corona-related solutions, then you can probably cater your, your search towards like solving things corona-related that someone's offering, um, or just diving deeper into a specific idea. But again, keep in mind, the whole, the whole idea here is just to listen to the people. Okay, so if one person has an idea on Twitter or you see it on Instagram or whatever, that's fine. But if you're able to find a group of people that have concerns or things that they want to exist, then you should take that as something that could be worth pursuing. Or just note that as a valuable idea, potentially. Now, tip number three. I suggest you guys to think more like a marketer. Now, it sounds kind of weird, and I believe I mentioned this before. I mean, I do a lot of marketing, but in the same vein, I'm not exactly a marketer that quote-unquote loves to market, if that makes sense. Like, I hate the idea of just marketing to anyone blasting the, your, your product out there. What marketing should be, and this is my MO, or, or I'd say my, um, my, my holistic approach in regards to marketing, is that marketing is pretty much just a vehicle for the right messaging, for the right product, for the right person at the right time. Yeah, it sounds corny. But when you think like a marketer, you can use the vehicle of what you're trying to sell. So you can think of the message ahead of time uh, when it comes to idea generation. And when it comes to marketing, you want to find a way to like elicit emotion. 
finesse the key. Uh, generally, when it comes to messaging, no one's going to listen to a message unless if they're going to be fun fundamentally like shook. And when I mean shook, I mean like in a way to where like like they are resonating to the message. And the best way to resonate to the message is through either through graphics, through words, through video. I mean, there's a lot of these different things, and you know, text could work as well. But you still have to win that attention. And I suggest for you guys, I, I'll link this to in the description. There is an article from Sumo, and I think they do a lot of marketing, like you know, all that marketing stuff. Um, but it's but this particular article is called, uh, or this guide is 401 plus ridiculous, ridiculously useful power words to increase conversions. And they walk you through the process of kind of like the idea behind marketing. It's just to, you know, either evoke emotion and they even go further and they mention how to trigger curiosity. curiosity. So it's just ways to get people's attention. And if your idea is right, or let me take, let me take a step back. If you are, say, evoking curiosity or trying to win over emotion, you can use that as a base point. And this article talks about power words. And I suggest for you guys, as an as a exercise if you want to go that route whenever you're awake, is to go through these list of words. Not just through these list of, wor list of words, but they categorize them. And some of these categorizations are also could be used as ways to define a specific way to uh, solve a problem. And it, this problem could be, again, for content generation, you could, and or building ideas from a startup, or even just solving problems for like a uh, business. And I find the best way is to start with a word that kind of resonates to you and work your way backwards. So I'll give you two practical examples, and I'm just going to come up with this in real time because I don't know why not. Why not? We're talking about idea generation. I might as well show you how I do it. So, let's just say I am, I'm pulling up my example, actually. Uh, yeah, well, this, this uh, episode, for one, I, I think I named it something that is, should be more of like a, uh, I don't want to say BuzzFeed-esque, but something that should elicit some emotion, some, like, some reason why you're, you want to listen. But if I, but this episode is mainly talking about, uh, like, 13 magnificent, uh, the, the, don't example, but saying 13 magnificent tips to level up your idea game. I don't think I named it that title, it just popped up in my head. But if you look at magnificent, you know, that word magnificent, magnificent, you know, the, the idea behind it, the concept behind it is that you're trying to create some sort of, like, like excellent, like, extravagant type of feeling you want to have. And when you throw that to a article say if you have an idea that you want to write content that's all about dinosaurs and you are passionate about dinosaurs but you just don't know what to write well, use these prompts and I strongly suggest this to you to, to use these prompts as baselines to come up with with ways to dive deeper into a subject you would like or you would like to share. And if you want to talk about like this dinosaur example, we could talk about, you know, six breathtaking uh, yeah, six six breathtaking dinosaurs that 
are awe-inspiring in the Stone Age. I don't know, something along those lines. Or if you're trying to work on writing, uh, I say like writing essays, and you're trying to teach people how to write essays, um, you can think of, you go through this list, I see words that are like based off, I, I see words that are trying to evoke uh, either lust, uh, novelty, simplicity, like that right there. If I'm writing and if I'm teaching and I want to help people make their lives easier, I will look at the simplicity column and think like, okay, well, what are some words that would make sense um, that that would describe like, the, like I guess in this case, say if I wanted to help people write, like people write essays easier, um, what are some words I can use to work my way backwards or along those lines? You can say, here's a cheat sheet. Um, or you can use an effortless guide to writing essays on demand. You know, something along those lines. You can start using these words to start coming up with content prompts that, you know, can start spurring different ideas and subjects because you can come up with a, like the, like the everyman's guide of on demand writing essays or the everyman's guide for writing essays in 30 minutes or less or writing essays, you know, uh, the night before uh, they're due. Or, or you know, write on-demand essays for your YouTube videos. Like, like you can continue to dive deeper just based off of like a single word or an idea, as long as you stick with that umbrella concept. And, you know, now I was just talking with uh, in regards to content specifically, but if you want to talk more about products or business ideas, you can still use these words to drive uh, to, to drive results of what you're trying to get at. So if, if you have a product that you want to build, and I, and I, I don't know, I'm just going to name like a, say a habit forming one. Habit forming, you want to do something with habits and you don't know what like type of idea you want to have, or maybe you just have no idea. And you're like, well, I want to create something that, that is just focused on like, uh, I don't know, say excitement or get you giddy. Okay, you can look at some of the words that might be um, like exciting, fascinating, intriguing, you know, riveting, tempting, thrilling. You start throwing these words out, and you're thinking, like, you start thinking, okay, how do I create an exciting experience on whatever I want to create? Well, you're giving yourself the task of solving that problem. Like you're, you filled in that action word. You just got to fill in the blanks. So if you wanted to create a podcast that's focused on excitement about anything, you look at this. You can look at this list and be like, I want to create a podcast based off of the concepts of me being exciting, uh, practical, and memorable. I'm just looking at these, you know, I'm just looking at some of these, or just focus based off of, you know, hum you know focus on something that's humor, that's memorable, and that's intricate along those lines. Or if you wanted to create a video that gets people to understand like the painstaking craft of growing I don't know onions <laughs> I don't think onions are top to grow but but when it comes to like ideas in general you can start at you can start eliciting like certain types of feels of what you're trying to accomplish uh, just by doing that and with at least with this guy I and mean, this is just one example but like these, these are these are content jumping points you to go back and figure out like okay well, like what what am I trying to get out of what I'm building or whatever even in episodes or content like you can figure out what the goal is um, just by looking at 
this concept, you can just reverse engineer it. And I think most people, when they create content or create items, they, they, they don't really ask you know, the, the question like, why, why am I doing this? Or what am I doing to get out? Like, what, like, what does the reader get? Or what, is my, what does my end user get out of this? So uh, I hope that makes some sense. I know it's a lot harder for me to show it in, uh, in audio form. So that's why I'm linking it to in the description. Although if you're, if you're falling asleep, then just let these descriptions and words just drizzle into your subconsciousness and your dreams. And hopefully they'll just bloom into something that is amazing down the road. See, I could use, I could use pizzazzing words. I could be pretty um, razzle and dazzly if I wanted to, but that doesn't go, that, that doesn't fit the, the ethos of this episode in general or this podcast. I want you guys to fall asleep comfortably and feel turbocharged in the morning. Not, not to be, uh, you know, thoroughly engaged from start to start to finish. I, uh, that's that's not my goal. My, mildly interest in entertainment, in entertainment is my goal. Anything above that is too much. Anything below that, eh. You can also use these words as, uh, you know, key points or identifiers to. Uh, to, I guess, articulate the pain points that you're having from, say, tip one. Uh, you know, if, as an example, if you're trying to figure out what a pain point is and you, and you try to write it down and after five minutes you're still kind of describing what this pain point is in great detail, uh, but you still haven't gotten, quote-unquote, to the point, uh, I think these words you can use uh, with, ha with just reverse engineer, like the feeling that you get and just the words to simplify and condense the idea and the point you're trying to make. So it really helps when it comes to reviewing your notes or reviewing, uh, you know, the items that you've written down prior. At least that's how I would generally do things. Uh, and again, I can't stress this enough. Uh, you know, these are just things how I operate in general. And for you guys who are listeners, I encourage you to check out uh, the person's body of work. I know I talk about. I, I technically I'm talking about me, but if you're listening to other people in general offering tips or advice or even just um, anything in general, just look at a person's body of work, look at how they think in general, um, kind of look at the results that they get, and, and just do your due diligence yourself. Uh, and that's the only thing I probably have to ask for, is just do your due diligence. Uh, and if you feel good about what you're hearing and it makes sense logically, and it makes sense practically as you try it, uh, then, you know, then who's to say whose opinions or whatever is more valid or less valid? Especially in these quote-unquote, you know, uncertain times or whatever. Um, you know, these times are shitty depending on who you are, and they are they can be opportunistic depending on who you are as well. So it's all about point of view and trying to understand where people are coming from. The only thing I can do is my best to explain where I'm coming from for under for understanding. Um, and uh, again, I have to keep stressing that, and I'm gonna keep saying that. Now, tip number four. And it hit me that we're like almost 40 minutes in. So this is going to be a two-parter. So good news for some of you folks. You will likely get an episode Monday. Uh, and on top of the uh, Wednesday episode, or, or Sunday, I'm going to release it Sunday, actually. Uh, Sunday and Wednesday. So good news. Sunday and Wednesday release. We'll, I'll let you know how that goes. Uh, pretty rare that I do back-to-back -back parts. I like to space them out. But anyways, back to tip number four. 
Uh, tip number four for idea generation is just to take your experiences and listen to your gut at times. Now, this idea is primarily going to be used for content-related purposes. Uh, the reason why, and I can, I can probably give a decent case for business ideas and everything else. Uh, kind of, it's kind of related to idea, idea generation, whether it's like in a business or career or a professional environment. But, um, but for content strictly, uh, you know, at this day and age, you know, and if if you have anything creative or anything that could be out off the wall, bouncy, spooky, crazy. Um, I can go through the 401 ridiculous and useful words to describe things that are, you, you know, content that's 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 shaming, that's suffering, that that can demoralize people or 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 frenzy-inducing content. Uh, you are pretty much allowed to do that, you know, like 99.9% of the cases. And out of the, in I, yes, there are nuances. There are a lot of nuances uh, related to that. But in the whole idea of a thought, you know, you have 7 billion people with hundreds of thoughts, probably within a minute. You know, you're looking at trillions of not what quadrillions of almost infinite amount of thoughts, ideas, or concepts that really don't come to light. So nuances aside, that is still account like the 1% of nuances, that still accounts for an otherworldly amount of unique content that could exist. And that's always going to keep changing as the world changes, as new tech is coming out, as as you might watch a YouTube video that might inspire you to start your own series related to craziness or fun or shenanigans or or relaxation or anything. So the key point here is that just by using your experiences and listening to your gut and the essence of just feeling that if you have a piece of content that you've always wanted to write, go ahead and write it, or at least write it down as an idea that you can get to down the road. Because ideas will fade away if you don't write it down for one. And I'll even show you, tell you guys some examples uh, for myself. I mean, I've written so many ideas and concepts that, that are more or less kind of just related to where I was at that time, like in life or, or creativity-wise, I guess. Uh, outside of the startup ideas, I've mentioned this before, I have... I think two or three other tabs that are related to ideas that could be for books, uh, for a YouTube channel that I want to do, uh, still might happen, and uh, Medium for writing specifically for short articles or longer articles. And for ideas, and I'll just throw some Medium ideas. Uh, I might talk about this on, on the podcast as well, but uh, first idea I had was, you know, I was quote unquote that guy. And, you know, at work. Uh, and the thing is, I was never quote-unquote that guy, but it happens to a lot of us. And I would want to talk about, like, the transformation or becoming aware and just chilling the hell out at work and not taking myself as seriously. And, you know, it's hard to talk about, like, gradual changes over time, but when you self-reflect and look at your experiences, you can talk about what you've learned and the journey and how you got there. And that, you know, that's just one piece of content that you can even create in video form. Uh, or you can even write a story around that. Just create a story around you, but don't name it you. Just say, like, hey, here's a, here's, you know, here's a piece of content that's related to a story of this bunny that learned this lesson of being self-aware and improving. And side note, that's kind of the reason why I love anime so much. So if you, if you're, if you love, like, the Game of Thrones stuff or whatever, like the long... 
like the long-term payoff of like shows and whatnot. I'm really surprised. Um, you know, I highly, highly recommend watching like anime um, more frequently. I'm just surprised that more people don't actually make that transition um, to that. But tangent aside, you know, like other ideas, like uh, more concepts. So, uh, like why 90% of people don't quote unquote quote, quote ah, don't quote unquote. Right? I said that way off. Say way wrong. Why 90% of people quote unquote don't get tech. And then other ideas. The best actors come out on top. I have concept behind that. Um, answer the question why we root for the underdog. The true best of the best. At one point, does acting stop? And then the journey of the Patriots underdog to be an o- to be an most OP champ. The whole idea of any given Sunday and understanding the psychology behind it and how it's possible for consistent like amazingness as an underdog. Uh, the idea of like beautiful. This is a completely different concept. Which I, if you listen to beautiful or watch the, sh- the game or play the game Beautiful Joe, you might get that concept versus real life. And describing why sports is so hype. Again, I've probably written at least 50, 60 of these. Um, they're just not fleshed out. But the whole idea behind this is that when you write these things down and you take notes of what you're learning and understanding, you can build it into something that, uh, at least in this case for content, that could t- be turned into something that's that I think would be pretty useful. And I guess for content's sake, I think that would hit the mark for at least using your experiences. Now, for work and business, you know, just coming up with a gut and say like, hey, I think people are going to love pizza tacos. I'm going to create a pizza taco stand. Okay, well, that could be a great idea. It could not be. It's just your experience of loving pizza and tacos. Uh, Again, you're you're using that experience to create the idea, but thinking kind of longer term, sometimes those ideas aren't always going to be flushed out. So, or those ideas might need a, might need a, like a, a look over down the road um, to validate it, like way later down the road or sooner, whatever. Um, that's tip uh, number four. If you do like this part, mini part series, I guess that it's starting to turn into, uh, let me know either in the comments, and on the comments, I guess you can comment in Slack or whatever that I, whatever podcast software that's used, or better yet, email me, uh, droolishpodcast at gmail.com, or follow me on Twitter, at droolishpodcast. Feel free to follow and add and um, send me a message. And if there are any things you want me to talk about, I'll be more than happy to talk about it. If you want me to talk more about this series in general, I will go ahead and do that. Uh, and I can keep offering tips of what I've learned. Uh, again, I can only speak from my experience and things that like resonate to me. So generally always excited to talk ideas. Like I just, I love talking about it uh, and the art of the idea and the art of like the perfect idea and turning that into reality. So for uh, tip number five, and this is going to be the last tip because I realized, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This this will be it because I realized when I was talking through some of these tips, I kind of uh, briefly talked about other tips down the road, uh, but or sorry, down the yeah, I guess down the road of this podcast in part two. But uh, for tip number tip number five, 
focus on better. And I have to emphasize the better part. Okay? So, you do not have to come up with new ideas. Period. Like, when I mean new ideas, I mean like, like world-changing ideas to feel like it's a good idea or that it's going to be successful. Everything that you've done today, everything that you experienced today, whether you're on the computer or on the phone or, or even eating food, it's all just an innovative process or, or, iterate, or an iteration of something that has came from before. So thinking that you have to come up with something that has no tangible relation to anything because you want to be a creative or whatever, um, you're more than welcome to do that. But you're, it's going to be a lot harder to you know, find ideas that work, at least in my opinion, uh, versus solving a problem or making something better or more efficient or just easier to use or fun to use or interesting. Um, compared to something that already exists because you're using the framework of something that's been built and you're just making it better. In case in point, it, I mean, Apple, I mean, the iPhone that you got, if you listen to the whole document, I think there's a whole documentary on um, either YouTube or uh, Netflix where I think Steve Jobs uh, created like two teams and one team was focused on building like a phone-based like iOS uh, and the other one was focused on building an I like a computer iOS that was just going to be thrown into a phone. And they realized the computer iOS that was just going to be thrown into a mobile version was vastly superior. But uh, but the whole idea is that they focused on making everything better. Like this, like you almost have the same experience on your like on the PC, but they just simplified it down into um, you know just the flick of the wrist or just your action with a hand. You know, hand actions. Now, uh, that's a huge leap of better. That's like, you know, decades of moving to the future of better. But they came up with a framework that was based off of, you know, decades of computing experience and computing power and processing power. And it continues to be that way. Uh, so I strongly urge you guys to focus on better. Uh, you know, innovation leads growth. Finding better ways to do things is worth its weight in gold. At least in my opinion. So, uh, you know, in regards to podcasting, like if you have a podcast that you like, but you just don't like certain aspects and you can't find anything else that's better, then do it yourself. You know, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not hard. Or at least like, coming up with those ideas is not hard. You just write it, like I said, write it down and just work, work yourself, you know, work backwards from there. Uh, for businesses, I mean, literally, unless any and all businesses I would imagine that are created are already focused on better. I mean, I would be hard-pressed to think that isn't the case. And by better, it could just simply mean you ha you could run the same exact, um, like, you could run the same exact restaurant business as a local competitor, but your, your version of better is just, like, dynamic customer service, like an amazing experience once you walk in. Uh, different types of dishes that no one else has in town. Okay, like, and that would be, those are things that would qualify as better. I mean, it just takes time to define what that better is. But if you're someone who is who loves burgers and you're just sick of, like, the same 12 burgers at the same 12 places, you know, find a bop, you know, read a burger book, look at some burger blogs, figure out, like, what are some dishes that you can make yourself, that you can share. 
Or what are your twists to those versions that you have? Like instead of using salt and pepper, use that's nah, screw that. Put salt and pepper on your beat. But instead of uh, you know, instead of just focusing on the part of the meat or whatever, get better quality meat. Find unique toppings or unique topping combinations, and just become inspired off of that. And yes, I'm sorry if you're sleeping and you're thinking about burgers. If you're dreaming and you think of the burger, uh, <laughs> I actually don't apologize. Uh, that, that's going to be a good dream right there. So, that you know, those are those are things that at least I do or I try to do when I consider things. Uh, sorry, when I consider ideas and generation of ideas, especially cater towards. Uh, particular industries or niches and uh, I know some of these tips might sound just simple but the fact of the matter is it might sound simple but you still have to put in the work and the idea and a lot of people I get it the pain point of just writing something down is is high like have you tried finding a piece of paper and writing something down like have you seen the anguish on like a millennial's face when they have to write a check like it's obscene so I get it guys okay, I'm assuming a lot of you guys are millennials like me who are listening and if you're older um, then I guess the check I don't know are you guys upset when you write checks so you don't have to really anymore these days I don't know but I hope you guys get where I'm coming from is that you know I want you guys if you're coming up with ideas for episodes or podcasts businesses, startups, videos, literally anything. It just begins with writing it down. That's it. Like that's That has to be the tip number zero. Like Just write it down. Uh, because that's the first step of turning something that's in your head into something that's tangible. That, that, that's it. End of story. So, um, I do have a couple call-outs. I'll mention this this episode and then the next one as well, depending. Uh, this is going to be... Yeah, I'm just going to say it both regardless. Um, so, not every idea will be a hit. Okay, just... I'll be straightforward. Like, I don't know. Like, I probably spurted like 30 or 40 different things just now, and I don't know how you guys will take it. However, you, your ideas and what you say has to be... With, like, like you have to... You have to understand that your ideas can be great in your head, but not every idea will be a hit, okay? Um, ideation, which is more or less the, you know, idea generation, uh, creation and validation are all parts of, a t of turning the non-tangible into tangible. However, those are different phases of turning something that's not real into reality. And even if it's in reality, you still have to connect with the people and get them to use it and you, they might not use it it could turn turn out that your idea is terrible after spending money on messaging but all of your ideas at the end of the day should be aligned with value that you're bringing uh, at the end of the day and it's just bringing people it's bringing your customer or whoever um, making sure they understand that the value that, that that you're bringing matches that matches their needs or desires that they're looking for and those needs and desires aren't, is not going to be that specific item that you're doing. It's just the, it just happens to be hitting the check boxes on, on what their outcomes are desired at the end of the day, uh, if that makes sense. Uh, for example, uh, I have an idea. If I want to live, I should eat food after 30 days. Cool. 
Well, what kind of food? Well, it doesn't matter. It's just any food. I can eat a pizza, you know, like, like the idea of creating a different food that does satiate me and live. Uh, that solves the problem, but again, how I get there is different. And how you get there will be different depending on your customer's need and what they're looking for. So uh, hopefully, like I said, that makes sense. I know we are getting at almost at the hour mark. So, so I'm going to call it a day, at least in regards to this stuff. Now, let's talk about final words, guys. My parting words to you. If you don't, if you're done listening to ideas and you're already asleep, then obviously don't bother. Uh, but uh, I've been—I don't—I like talking about random stuff with the podcast after my main points, mainly because one, you guys should be sleeping, and two, I don't know, it just feels good to just talk out loud. Um, and whoever's listening, feel free to listen. It's not really. This is never like really uh, in the tank stuff. But uh, I really do enjoy these types of podcasts where. Uh, if I'm able to buckle down and spend 30 to 90 minutes uh, coming out with either a talking points, a script, or anything in general, um, I don't know. I feel I feel giddy like talking about it. Like it's just time, you know. It's it's it's, it's invested time, and uh, you know this podcast is an avenue for me to talk about these things. And and you know it's I don't know. I, I I like this podcast format in a sense of I get to do my thing. I get to you know, release it to the world, and whoever is interested in listening gets to listen to it. And that's part of the reason why I don't actually actively like advertise this podcast uh, in general. Is just, you know, I don't want to say this is the best podcast. This is the worst podcast. This is a podcast. You know, I just want to create a an experience, a po- you know, podcast experience that helps you know people fall asleep, that helps people you know potentially learn a thing or two. Uh, you know, there gets people more amped up, and I think you know the basis of like a, a good quality life. Uh, I know I feel like I'm jumping like way out there, but you know, a, a good quality life is just related to um, you know like food, family, friends, you know, and sleep. I feel like sleep's huge, and and as someone who's always struggled, and you guys who've listened to this already know, like I struggle. I used to struggle a lot with sleeping. Um, still do to an extent. I, uh, you know, understand that that sleep can dramatically affect your day to day. Like, you know, being tired all day is not fun. Uh, you know, especially if you if you've ever been if you ever had a really good night's sleep, you'll know you'll know what a good night's sleep is because you're not feeling tired. So I, it's, it sounds it sounds super simple, like super logical. But, um, but it makes me, you know, it makes you appreciate more of just avoiding ty- restlessness, being tired, and I think a lot of the sleepiness and tiredness comes from, um, you, know, just, you know, obviously insomnia. Like it could be wandering thoughts, it could be just stress that you have during the day, thinking about the future, and just about anything. And uh, the whole idea behind, like, kind of trying to bring value uh, is that. I want your focus to be when you're trying to sleep to think about, you know, cool stuff, uh, random stuff, or things that might pique your interest. Because when you're spending time focusing on that, uh, you're not going to be worried about your side chatter. You're not going to be worried about the future, more or less. And there's times to 
think about the future, but what, what I'm trying to get at, what I'm trying to get at is, um, worrying is not going to be doing anything for your health. Uh, you know, you can, you, like, you can't control what things happen in life for the most part, but what you can control is how you act and how you take things. Uh, so, so just keep that in mind: is that worrying is not effective, and you're in control of that. So, yeah, I know I almost sound like peachy at this point, but um, but in case you guys are interested in learning um, kind of how the podcast is doing, I do like to talk about this once in a while. Uh, the podcast, I am very surprised and excited to tell you guys that I'm almost, I'm almost nearing, and I got my fingers crossed here, uh, I'm almost nearing like the thousand episode mark uh, per episode. Now... That's a, that's a stretch of an almost, I have to admit, because I only I only have one episode that has more than a thousand downloads, but the latest episodes that I've been releasing, like the one like the, the ones I'm doing one a week, um, I think I have like 827 like, downloads for one that was like episode 59, the other ones are like between 600 and 700. And even last week, the positive affirmations after seven days, I have like almost 600 downloads. Like, like I don't know if it's like a full pod to talk about downloads or whatever, but like, I don't know. I, I, I like these metrics as a way to measure growth. Like, am I growing? Am I shrinking? Am I doing things right or am I doing things wrong? And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I just find these numbers, looking at numbers, interesting. Now, what I'm doing, though, is I'm trying to limit the amount of times I'm, uh, I'm actually looking at analytics. Like, I think there's time to go back, evaluate, and think what's going on, but it doesn't need to be, like, a 24-7 basis. So I'm um, just trying to create episodes, maybe, like, look at it for a day to see if everything's up and running well, and then just kind of my goal is to not look at it until the next time I record an episode. And I don't know, I feel like that brings, like, a new sense of tranquility to just kind of like like letting things go, let, letting things just take its course and doing everything I can up until that point to like release it. It's almost like releasing like a, a kid to, to school or on their first day of kindergarten, you know, I would imagine. I'm basing this experience off of a, an old Full House episode where Uncle Jesse, uh, I think it was Uncle Jesse, let go of like his, his, his twin kids at elementary school. He felt so sad that he was just releasing them to the real world. That's kind of how I, that's kind of how the mantra I have about this is like I want to make sure everything's fine up first, and then once I release it, I have to understand. Okay, I gotta trust, trust the system, and then come back seven days later, or in Uncle Jesse's case, seven hours later, and see how the kids uh, do. So, yeah, it's uh, that was the only analogy I could think of. And if you're a Full House fan, then you'll you'll get it. But I don't think I have anything else too much I wanted to talk about in this episode. I, I just, I don't know, I, I, I just wanted to let you guys know if you're still listening that uh, this stuff, just, like I said, gets me giddy. And uh, and I don't have any other like avenues that I really like want to talk about this stuff in. Like, I don't want to, like, I tried to a medium. Um, I felt like everything I do is like, like, I enjoy the art of writing creatively, but I don't like writing, I don't like writing informatively. If that makes sense, like I, I rather I rather do creative writing and fun writing. Um, however, I'd rather be more informative in like videos or podcasts in, in, in those in those uh, mediums. So, so I gotta work on my strengths and weaknesses. But like, uh, but, but yeah, 
I know, I know I'm just rambling. This is more of a stream of consciousness, but hey, you're the one that's still listening. So, and this is a side note. If anyone is still listening after an hour and four minutes, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're that far in. Send me an email. If you send me an email, droolishpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let me know uh, what you think of the show, I guess, or your feedback, or just let me know that you actually just got to this point. I'm thoroughly curious um, to as to like the, the type of people that listen uh, to this uh, to, to this uh, podcast because it still blows my mind that I'm getting more and more downloads and uh, and I, I'm trying to put my finger on like the type of person that listens. Um, because I want to start catering. I want to cater content to other people that are in similar situations. And I know a lot of people are not hopping on podcasts to solve their sleeping problems, or some, most people aren't even aware. But anyways, guys, stay tuned for part two, which will be re- which will be released either Sunday or next Wednesday, depending on uh, my availability. But uh, I do got some good news. I will mention that at the end of next week's or next episode. Um, so keep your ears peeled. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like if I talk about my, myself more specifically, it should be at the end of the podcast because let's be honest. I want you guys. I want you guys to get the content first. Uh, I know sometimes I do talk about myself specifically in the podcast, hopefully in example form. But I'm you know I'm trying not to make the show about me because really at the end of the day it's not about me. Uh, I just like to talk about sleep or random subjects, and hopefully you guys enjoy it. So, you guys take care, and until next time, dream easy.